podcast i'm patrick that's claire and today we're missing Jakob. um we're gonna format this a little bit differently normally go over all the teams but instead today we're just gonna go over the weekend from start to finish um i think with sprint formats it makes more sense this way just because there's a lot to go over and trying to grade each part individually is kind of hard so we'll start with the first day friday we had fp1 and qualifying i kind of want to know what your thoughts, yes. thoughts are on this version of the format well, you don't learn much from practice as a fan. Like, especially this weekend, they just ran the hards. And um, most like, Red Bull and McLaren did not do any soft tire testing. Or they didn't um, complete a lap of soft tire testing. So they kind of left everyone guessing. Um, so you just didn't really learn much from the free practice, in my opinion. And they didn't even use the hard tires at all So during any of the races. So it was kind of like... They need to get used to the track, sure, set up and stuff. But as a fan, it wasn't very enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of so a lot of the drivers don't like this. A lot of the engineers don't like this. That you only get one hour compared to last year when after the qualifying you would get another hour of practice. I kind of like it this mm-hmm. way. It adds a lot of spontaneity to the to the sport. It makes it harder to kind of read. Um, and like you said, like maybe to read, maybe to read the sprint. But then people are saying that the sprint kind of tells you what's going to happen in the race, which I, I don't agree with. That's what people say. I guess, yeah. I mean, this because the format of the sprint weekend, I feel like it gives you some surprise results that we'll get into um, during the sprint. And, I mean, specifically at Brazil, we had some extreme, uh, really good racing like we do every year. Um, yeah. I think this leading up to this weekend, they had some really cool uh, trailers kind of. Uh, about Brazil and the fans and uh, I Senna and his legendary battle mm-hmm. with the professor. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely really good lead up to the weekend. Um, so what are your specific thoughts on qualifying though? It's kind of interesting that qualifying is like two days before the race. Mm-hmm. Because things change very differently from qualifying to the race yeah. with a day in between. This qualifying, obviously crazy. Weather changed. Um, if Fernando Alonso didn't uh, get a puncture on a tire and have it delayed, maybe it would have been it would have been different for sure because there would have been some more laps at the end and uh, and not the uh, sorry, I just got text and not <laughs> the extreme weather and the red and all that um, it is better to have the sprint qualifying I think and the sprint in one day because you get like closure to that but then that that leaves the whole of qualifying for the race and the race being they obviously have to be on two different days they need to I don't know because you can do the sprint and the sprint qualifying before the practice but then you need to put the qualifying for the race with something else. So yeah. uh, it, I see why there are issues yeah. and why it's not a perfect well, no Um The teams fighting at the front, don't, like the, the sprint actually matters for them because they actually get points. But I think mm-hmm. Logan Sargent kind of phrased it best. Like when you have bad sprint shootouts, um, the sprints are more like a, another test session for Test race. session, yeah. So, 
I think like you know for the teams lower down the grid it's a bit more beneficial as far as just learning but for the teams further up the grid you know you're actually fighting for those small points like two different races going on exactly yeah um but let's just Two different events. Uh, well, first, qualifying, Lando got P6, or P7. Or no, he got P6, P6. but um, um, Russell got pushed back to his place. No, he got... Yeah, he got... He qualified P7. Yes. Got um, moved up the order because of yes. Russell's penalty. Um, but we'll talk about his launch in a second. That was something. But sprint qualifying, um, Lando on pole. Yes, I mean, he beat himself up. He thought he put in a really, really bad lap and then ends up on pole. Yeah. That is so Lando Norris, if and I have ever heard it. He's so self-deprecating, but... That was the fastest uh, lap. It was like 10-6, probably. Yeah, it was faster than Max's pole lap for, uh, for the race. <sighs> for, yeah, well, yeah, for the qualifying. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so he could have gotten full for the race. Yes, but it wouldn't have helped him much. I don't. I really don't think him getting pulled would have helped him. Yeah. Um. During the sprint race, uh, the sprint race actually had the exact same one-two as the race. Um. Mm-hmm. We got to see Checo got a pretty good weekend. Um. You know, he finished yeah. P four and P three. Epic finish to the line during the race, but. <laughs> We'll get there. Yeah, definitely um, P4 finished. Yes. Uh, George Russell P4, Charlotte P5. Uh, at least he scored some points this weekend. Um, Better than uh, than nothing. Yeah. Yuki Tsunoda P6. Now, this is something that's irritating me. <laughs> I am, I've been an advocate for Yuki Tsunoda and Alphatari the entire season, even though they're one of our direct rivals. I need them to stop, stop scoring points. <laughs> And like immediately. <laughs> yeah, when the when the points are so low um, for the bottom four teams, right? Yeah. It it can change yes. relatively quickly yeah. if uh, some teams heat up. Clear. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's not a lot. No, it's not. It's not. And Williams has been consistent, and then Alfatari is now showing this form yes. with Liam Lawson scoring some solid points. Yuki and now Daniel with his uh, his finish last weekend. Yeah. So Yuki scored five points for Alfatari this weekend, putting them within seven points of Williams. Um, so really solid sprint for him and solid race actually. It was a really solid weekend for Alfatari, which since three weekends back to back to back, they had solid races. Um, yeah. Austin they didn't score points, but it was still a solid race for them, just kind of learning the car. Um, and then Lewis, and then Science for the last two points finishes in uh, sprint. Um, but going to the race, there's a lot to talk about, a lot of breakdown. First off, start of the race. Lando Norris launched off the line from P6 to P2 by the first corner. Well, yes. Obviously, Charles didn't make it to the yeah. grid. Um, so that kind of helped. And then the two Aston Martins had that bad start. Yes. And I was so excited about that. Lewis, you know, he had a similar start to Lando. They converged over um, around the Aston Martins. Yeah. And uh, I was I was so excited. That was a launch. That really was. Um, I'm sad of... to say that the restart didn't uh, didn't match that kind of yeah. So trajectory, it's kind of, uh, but it's kind of interesting 
Fernando Alonso is notorious for his uh, amazing launches. Like, normally, he makes up four or five places every launch. He's just got insane reaction time. But with no one in front of him, yeah. it was he. There's no reaction time. He was just like maybe a t like a, a thousandth faster than Lance. That's, that's true because he was in P4 where. He right was behind where Charles was supposed to be. Yeah. So no slipstream. Yeah. Interesting. Um, he got Lando Norris got the slipstream on him. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, uh, Haas sandwich and Alex Albon mm. was just a passenger to it. He he actually had the same launch time as Lando. Um, mm. but, Which bit him in the butt. Yeah. Um, Kevin Magnuson came across to open up his corner. Uh, on his teammate without yeah. his team like but there wasn't the communication that or it's all happening that really there fast. was someone on the other yeah it all happens yes. really fast but yeah that collision took out Mag, it took out alex it destroyed danny's rear wing um lando got hit in the so rear basically end. uh oscar did oscar got hit in the rear end yeah so oscar yes. and danny got to go that back pretty much race. took him out yeah but they started Race but it, it ruined their races. Yeah. yeah. Um, restart. How did you feel about getting to see Lando battle for all of about one lap? Okay, it was like maybe two laps that he was... Well, he was in DRS range for a while, but he really had a chance for two laps, I think. I mean, I was excited, but I knew it was never going to stick yeah. Or if he got it done. Um, I mean, it was pretty impressive that he stuck as close as he did behind Max. Yeah. Um, I think eight seconds was what it ended up being. Yeah. So, I mean, for a long time, he was within two seconds, six seconds, and then you just have to get into tire management, and you know you're not going to win that race. Yeah. So, um, yeah. We gotta talk about this though. Uh, obviously, everybody knows Lando Norris has been really beating himself up over the past few races, uh, chalking it up to a lack of talent, um, talking about how poor his qualifying and his race has been. It's definitely not true. Um, I think one thing that uh, a reporter actually talked to him about it. I do want to talk about this. She was like, basically, like you know, Lando, like, in we like seeing your happy side. You know, you're like probably one of those charismatic people on the grid. Everybody likes your smile, like. If you when you look back on the season, and he kind of took it from there. He's like, yeah, honestly, like when you look back on the season as a whole, in our first eight races we didn't have a car, and then we showed up to our home race with the upgrade that we were supposed to start the season with. And like when you mm -hmm. look at it statistically now, Lando is decimating the rest of the field. Like he's if, like P two. Yeah, he if, would be just behind Max by a lot. But wasn't in the champ championship over the past. Ever since Great Britain, basically, he has scored almost double the points yeah. of anybody else. That is a mm -hmm. wild stat. <laughs> I just, yeah. Um, I mean, Lando just he wants to be the best, like Max. Yep. And now that he has a car that can further support his driving, he just flipped his, uh, you know, his expectations up a notch, you know. So. Yeah. And whenever, I mean, Oscar won the sprint race, that really kind of motivated him, I'd say, probably. Yeah. But it just makes him, like, more hypercritical that he hasn't won um, a race yet because 
he has been heralded as a future world champion, yeah. perhaps, by by some. And he just wants to live up to that, and he knows that he can, and he really can. Like, with this car, he can. If he sticks with McLaren and they stick on this path, yeah. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I know there's so much up in the air, but... Yeah. Um, before it's it hard watch, to watch him, like, be yeah. mean to himself. Yeah. Definitely good to see him upbeat. He's doing a lot better. We like to see it. Um, before we move yeah. on from it, uh, to kind of further quantify the like level of dominance Max and Lando showed this race, um, there are hundreds of graphics circulating around about the 27-second gap between Lando and Sergio and Alonso, and like the map of the track uh, on lap like 67 when it was just Lando like and Max on the track, and then everybody else is like a half a lap yes. behind them. And I was like, that, that is insanity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for Lando to be on Max's tail is like, yeah. mind blown. Um, but let's throw it to the most Wouldn't exciting. expect that in the beginning of the year, would oh, you? no. I was, no. can't run away at McLaren, but. You're uh, a hater. You're a hater. I was you throwing, I, was hater throw, I, I don't hate any team on the grid. I just point out the facts. Um. Let's talk about the most you exciting... can't predict the future. Oh, of course not, no. Um, most exciting part of the race. Alonso Perez. Yeah. He woke me up from my nap. <laughs> um, I mean, the race after the restart and Lando fell off, I was a little bit like, just retirements left and right going on. I was just kind of like, yeah, out of it. This Until probably, the last couple laps. I... I don't share that same sentiment just because for me this entire race is probably like i mean it's brazil it's going to be exciting like that but for me as somebody who likes watching the strategical and the statistical aspect of everything it's much more fun for me um because then you Mm -hmm. get to like you get to watch teams uh really fuss over strategy and that's like one of the coolest things to me um you have some of the smartest race strategists in the world now um hannah schmitz who is Red Bulls. Um, you used to have JV uh, as the um, chief strategist for Mercedes, and now he's the one for. He's obviously Williams' team principal. Um, you have. I won't say Ferrari actually. You have Mercedes, um, who didn't have a good time. You have Aston Martin, who had a wonderful time. You have some like this is one of those races where you really get to see everything in racing you get to see how good a driver is and isn't how fast they can adapt because the level of the weekend you get to see how good the rest of the, yeah. like the the crew is the pit crew how how good they are on a consistent basis because of how many pit stops they have how good the strategy team is and things like that mm-hmm. um, and so for a race like this for me is like super exciting even if other people like you might take a nap in the middle of it yeah um, I think I saw somewhere that uh, a lot of people in the Ferrari garage were sick with a stomach bug or something yeah. like that. So they were they were down on people, um, and it? I think that's that was the viral picture of Robert Schwartzman like helping, the helping them out. He looks so stressed. <laughs> yeah, no, I think because there are a lot of people down on. Down and out, so mm. they were shuffling around trying to figure out 
how to get the right personnel there because it's a lot more than just the drivers, yeah. obviously. My whole thing is, you can probably get any devoted to Fosi and probably get a picture out of them. That's that's true. There are they should have just called of up millions um, of them. What what are the cars people like the the movie? What are their names? I don't want to get it wrong. Cars movie. They changed the tires. Guido. <laughs> Guido. Yes. They need to get Guido in there. They should have gotten they should have gotten Guido. Yes. He would have been faster than their pit careers normally, so it's fine. <laughs> yes. Um yes. but okay. Aston Martin had one heck of a weekend. Lance finished P five. Why? Um, How? What happened? I said it ahead of time that this I'm was still be one of Aston Martin's best weekends, and sure enough. No, you did not. I did. I said it back in Mexico. Mm -hmm. I said this is gonna be a strong attack for Aston Martin. No, you did not. I will clip it because and put it in this episode. I, you should because I think because I changed my fantasy team so I didn't have any Aston Martin because you were saying I don't know why I listened to you. I should listen to you. You said Mercedes was going to be on it this weekend. Oh, I did say that. Yes. They were not. They were not. <laughs> you shouldn't change your fantasy team. Don't make your predictions based on what I say. I know, I really shouldn't. I no. won't do it again. That's why you guys are getting no. decimated in your fantasy. Um, but yeah, Ashton Martin, super strong weekend for them. Um, so I they, thought I thought it was a fluke. They didn't talk about... I thought it was a fluke with the qualifying. No. Did you think it was a fluke at first? I told... I actually, I texted it, both you, Jakob, and Germany, Ger Germany, Jeremy before the race, <laughs> saying that uh, before the weekend, like, on Tuesday, that Aston Martin were planning on reverting their car all the way back to the Canada spec, because that was the last time their car was good, yeah. and now it's good again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, I thought that their qualifying was good only because other teams didn't get a chance to do their second flying lap, mm. because they were out too late with the rain. Yeah. Is that true? Because they were able to keep that pace in the no, race. They were... They talked about it actually in the tech talk before the race. Um, the Aston Martin does really well in slightly cooler conditions. Most of the time, a lot of other teams like it when it's like slightly warmer, because um, tires rubber in faster. Yeah. But the Aston Martin thrives in slightly cooler conditions because they're not nice to their tires normally. Mm -hmm. Um, and so because they didn't do well in the sprint, you know. They did not. No, like Stroll didn't make it out of Q one. It was super hot on okay. Saturday, and that's why they struggled so badly. Okay, so it was, it was the changing conditions of the rainstorm coming in that helped them. Well, that and also, like, um, Sunday also brought a much less windy day and a little bit cooler of a day than Saturday. Saturday, it was, the track okay. first off, the track wasn't rubbered anymore um, because of the rain. Um, mm -hmm. It was also a lot hotter on Saturday, and it was also kind of gusty on Saturday. So you had all those things going against them. Um, a lot of teams that are much more aerodynamically efficient didn't have that problem, like Mercedes, not Mercedes, like uh, McLaren uh, and Red Bull, which, I mean, they are the most aerodynamic, okay. aerodynamically efficient cars on the grid, but they didn't have that problem. Um, a lot of teams like Williams, Ashton Martin, Alfa Romeo, and Alfa Tauri struggle with windier days. Um, moving down the grid, Carlos Sainz actually had a pretty decent race. Yeah, he scored 
points in the sprint, and then he ended up P6? P6? Yes. Yeah. Which because brings him closer to the well, Mercedes. Yes. Also, didn't Lando skip over him in the standings? I believe so, yeah. Yes, Lando is P5. Yeah. He skipped over Charles and Carlos in the standings. He is now P5 at three points behind Fernando. So let's go. He actually, statistically speaking, he actually has a chance to overtake Lewis in the driver's innings. Uh, yeah, he does. He's only he's like 30, 31 points behind. He's like two podiums behind. Let's do this. Yeah, and next race, Las Vegas and Mercedes, not gonna be fast at Vegas. No, not even at, at night. No. No. With those long straights, no. No, they suck no. in straights, and that's going to keep being that way. Moving down the grid. Um, that's um yeah. not next weekend, it's the weekend after that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the weekend after. We have a week off. Yeah. Um, moving down the grid, Pierre Gasly. Absolutely stellar race. My second yes. favorite performance of the weekend, actually. Esteban, not yes. so much. Yeah, no, Esteban. I mean, he still scored a point, but yeah. Pierre Gasly overtook George Russell, overtook Yuki Tsunoda, overtook Lewis Hamilton, overtook Science at one point, but got re-overtaken. Over, I, I don't know where he started in qualifying, but the guy was just a rocket ship out there. Um, him and Esteban had uh, different setups for the race, where Esteban went with more downforce, Pierre went with less. He started P13 behind Oka. Yeah, he, he made up six spots through the race then. By strategy and raw pace Ooh. and overtaking prowess. The guy was a missile down the streets. It was awesome. Yeah. So everyone just kind of like voted Lando driver of the day because you feel like he needs it. A little bit. Don't you think he needs a little moral support from the fans? Honestly, but yeah, but I, to be I honest, don't think so. Fernando did a great job. He could have gotten driver of the day. Pierre could have gotten driver of the day, except for he doesn't have enough of uh, falling. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. my personal favorite performance of the weekend, I'm going to skip over Mercedes for a sec because I have, I want to tear into them after we're done with this, but, uh, my personal favorite performance of the weekend was Yuki. And as for as much as I hate the fact that they're catching up to Williams, Yuki had, hands down, my favorite weekend out of anybody. He's up against okay. probably, he probably has one of the hardest, uh, people to race against in the same car. And Danny, even though Danny Rick's fresh off injury. And he's not backing out from that. It's my favorite thing to see. Yeah. No, he is quite literally driving to survive. Yes. I mean, if he they did were just get to... a new contract, but still. That's never... That doesn't mean anything. Who knows? Um, but yeah, Yuki fantastic uh, race this weekend. He almost got lapped by Max, but he didn't. So that's fine. Uh, but he ended up P9. Being, uh, again, he got five points this weekend. Um, I'm going to skim mm -hmm. through the rest of the grid real quick so that way we can get to this Mercedes thing. Um, Alcon okay. P10, he got the last point. Um, the fastest lap point went to Lando at the very last lap Lando. of the race. Um, Logan Sargent drew, drove to a kind of respectable P11. I think that's six non-finishers. George Russell retired towards the end of the race. Valtteri Bottas tired towards the end of the race. 
So, Kuan Yu, retired, lap 23. Uh, K-Mag obviously was one of the people in a clash with Albon, who also retired, and Charles did not finish the race. Um, didn't even start the race. Did not actually. start the race. Yeah. Um, so, cool. Bunch of cars retired. It's Brazil. I do want to talk about the Mercedes thing, though. Now, I touted them. I gave them the best reviews going into the weekend. Because last week, they had a... Not last week. Last year, they had a fantastic weekend. They were the fastest cars by far. Mm-hmm. This is not the same Mercedes. No, this is not the same Mercedes. It was in Austin or Mexico. Yeah. Mercedes are slowly becoming like Ferrari. And it's funny. You get hope for them every no, weekend. No, don't say that. You get hope for them every oh, weekend, and then they just fall don't backwards. Dude, don't say that. Um, no, yes. don't, no. They got no, hope no, for no. two weeks. Lewis got P2 in two weekends. One of them he got disqualified <sighs> from because it wasn't a respectable P2. The other one was actually a deserved P2. It, yeah. it doesn't change anything. They were the sixth fastest car. You went for, like, you guys might be number two in the Drivers' Championship. You're not Drivers, Constructors. And you might be competing for P2 in the Drivers. You're never in it. This is the this is the worst. Yeah, they have to figure it out. Yeah. And, like, I don't think Toto slandering the car every weekend is helping his team's motivation. I mean, it is and it isn't. What else are they supposed to do? They have like shareholders and stuff. They're, like they have to be like. Yeah, but still, like we're not happy with the car. Ferrari doesn't have that problem. Like the team is always like they'll, they'll never blame their engineers for it because everybody knows how hard they're trying. But like when you have yeah. the biggest figure on your team saying, "Yeah, the car sucks," you're basically just lighting up an entire it's, like abundance of work. It's so obvious though. Yes. That there's so some change that made it worse. Okay. Like. If, so, if, if you were down there and you were working in the car and you're like, this is my masterpiece. and Like, I know. Yeah. And then Toto's we're just working like... working on it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. it's like, Toto, if you care about it so much, just get your engineering degree and go help out, right? Because slandering your team every week is not helping the case. Lewis doesn't yeah. slander his team. I get that. He's like, you know... I, no, like, I he try does to, not. He's like, I try to drive the car. It's not my favorite thing, but, you know, I'm still, like, happy with the engineers. Mm-hmm. And then Toto's like, frick this team! Frick this car! Give me a new one! Yeah, true. Also, Mercedes strategy. That is his attitude. They made George sit behind Lewis for 15 laps. While Lewis was struggling with the tires, yeah. and George could have gotten by at any point, been totally fine. Instead, he had to sit there, and then they retired him close to the end of the race. It was the dumbest thing. Like, they're literally becoming yeah, for Ferrari. Sure. Yes, their radio call was funny. It was like, George asked a question. We're still deciding. It's like, what are you deciding on? <laughs> He's clearly faster. If uh, you know they're they're in the race together to help each other and get the best team result, oh obviously they were just deciding to be silly and not get good points. Yeah, I don't know. That team's falling apart, <laughs> and it's fun to watch. It it is. I mean, this is a team that was fighting for championships two years ago, and now they're fighting for P nine. <laughs> All right, that's one race. 
Okay. Um, yeah, next weekend we have Vegas. Um, teams you're expecting to be strong there? Red Bull. Yeah, obviously. A lot of straights. McLaren. Yeah. Williams. Yeah. Alphatari. No. Probably not this weekend. Asimar? No. No? Uh, so, yeah, the thing that Aston Martin shares with the Mercedes is that they're not efficient in a straight line. Um, they're extremely good in slow and medium speed corners, which means their second sector is probably going to be phenomenal. Um, Lando's mm -hmm. second sector is probably going to be the fastest of the weekend, but overall, you're right, Red Bull obviously is going to be the fastest this weekend. They are every weekend. You'd be crazy if you didn't say they were going to win the race again. Um... Williams is going to be good to the first and third sector just because they're they're just straight lines. Um, <laughs> but most of your teams that are good at cornering will be good through your second sector. It's a series of really tight, medium, and low-speed corners. So teams like Aston Martin, Mercedes, uh, McLaren will be really good through there. Um, I don't know. Ferrari is honestly a big dark horse they take pole position and then question mark always yes yeah you take pole position and then you're third and fourth you take pole position and you're fifth and sixth are you gonna take pole position again who knows are you gonna keep it during the race definitely not <laughs> are you gonna win no Meh. no science is the only one that's won a race outside of red bull but is he i feel like there's someone else who won a race is he the only other race winner this no. year? No. Checo and that's it. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Alright. So um, as much as you beat up on Ferrari, like McLaren still hasn't gotten a win this year yet. Yes. Ooh, I do want to talk about this about Ferrari though. I am so extremely happy that Ferrari like Fred Vasseur is actually giving is not giving preferential treatment to Charles at all times. It is very nice to see because Charles is not as good yeah. as Carlos right now. And I think he hasn't been the same since he was officially out of the driver's championship last year. Mm -hmm. um, somebody put a post that said, like, uh, people label Charles as a serial uh, bottler because he uh, gets pole position and then doesn't win races off of it. Max has a higher win race, win conversion off of Charles' poles than Charles does. <laughs> but yeah. it's not Charles being a bottler. It's just that... Okay, there are races where he does. Uh, prime examples are Emila and the biggest one obviously being France. Biggest bottle job he's ever had. He had the clearest win in front of him, lost it, whatever. Um... He is not a serial baller. He he's very he's very good over one lap. And he's probably would you be willing to say that he's the fastest person over one lap? Yeah. Uh, he's up there. Yeah. Well, I'd say he's competing with Max pretty consistently. He's definitely. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, but Lewis but, has his Lewis has his moment. Not in that car. Everyone has their moments. Yeah. I don't know. Lewis did get pole in Hungary, but I think as far as one lap mm -hmm. pace, Charles is that's his big that's his giveaway. Like that's his huge thing right now. 
Um, yeah, for sure. He's not as a good qualifier. Yeah. He should be Mr. Saturday now. <laughs> he really should. Um, but I'm yeah. very happy that Ferrari aren't giving preferential treatment to him anymore. Um, I think Carlos has been by and far the yeah. better driver over the three years. Um, and while Charles was the one who was in the driver's championship doing much better last year, I think his uh, inexperience with dealing with that type of situation is showing, and I don't think he's recovered from it very well. And I think Carlos is doing a good job at picking up the pieces. Um, that being mm-hmm. said, that's all we have for you guys this week. Um, there may or may not be an episode next week. I don't know. Um, I'm still in the process of learning how to edit more. Um, so for Abu Dhabi, you guys might see a different format. It's going to take me a long time. Uh, but for now, if you stayed to the end of the episode, uh, let me know, let's see, let me know what your thoughts are on third place in the driver's standing, and who do you think is going to end up with it at the end of the year? You have a fight between Fernando Alonso, Lando Norris, and Lewis Hamilton. I don't think Lewis is in the fight for second place in the standings anymore. Okay. All right. And until next time. Slides up and away we go.